You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 225. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hi, hello, it's Marisa here, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, one that I feel we aren't really exploring in the way that we could, and I say we because today I have a very special guest, the beautiful Lisa Kay, and she is going to share with you, spoiler alert, some of the best tips on how to really follow, listen to, and trust your intuition. And when I say best tips, we're talking about very practical tips. As much as I have researched on this topic and just naturally been drawn to it because I really like to trust my intuition, I have never heard it explained in the way that Lisa shared And I just know that this is going to make a huge difference for you because let's be honest, as artists, we, we really do rely on our intuition to create the work that we do. My feeling is that whenever I'm being creative, that's probably when I am the most connected to my intuition And as I've shared with you in some of my personal journey on earlier episodes on the podcast, I, in certain instances, lost some connection to that and lost some trust to the decisions I was making and feeling like, well, am I really in touch with my intuition? And I have circled back to feeling like, yes, I absolutely am. And it really is a practice of becoming even better at knowing when my intuition is guiding me and trusting that. As Lisa Kay shares with the members of her community, it's all about making decisions that you can trust. I mean, how amazing is that feeling to trust yourself? It's really one of the most important, I don't even know how I would describe that. It's its just, it's so important to feel like you can count on you. And whatever way we can feel connected to that inner guidance, I talk about it a lot on this podcast. I sort of call it your heart center as well, or a lot of times it's referred to trusting your gut However, you can cultivate more of that, not only when it comes to creating your art, but also in growing your business. It's incredibly important. And then, of course, weaving right into your personal life, there's just a sense of calm and groundedness and and trust. It's so powerful. And Lisa is a great example of this. 
I cannot wait for you to listen to our conversation. I know Lisa because we are now a part of the same mastermind. And I also, you can you can blame Lisa if you've heard me geek out about Airtable. Have I geeked out about Airtable? I feel like I must have on the podcast. I know I've been telling all of my expansive artists members and my artful selling students, yes, I I love this platform. It's becoming a game changer for me. And you can blame Lisa Kay for that. She introduced me to that platform and she's just a generous heart and just so uh, just so kind. And you'll hear that throughout the episode, just this calm that she brings to whatever room she speaks in. So she truly walks the walk and she also has her own podcast as well. It's called Between Heaven and Earth. And Lisa is also the author to a book, Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition you can trust, which has now also become the system that helps people master their intuition so they can draw on it when they want with detail and clarity on anything they want to use it for. Many of Lisa's students have successfully used their intuition to help with decisions in their daily life, to manifesting more abundance and an ability to receive inner wisdom. So good, especially if you maybe have been feeling like you're faltering a little on trusting your own inner wisdom. I know you're going to love my conversation with Lisa. So without further ado, enjoy and meet Lisa Kay. Lisa, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here because I'm just going to I'm just going to announce right at the top. Intuition is one of my favorite topics. And I also feel that it's not always something that we really give a lot of validity to, especially as as business owners because I talk a lot to creative business owners mm-hmm. and to to elements of your story. One is I love that your entire business is built around serving people and helping them make better decisions with intuition. And, and two, just really bringing this conversation to the forefront. And I'm so curious to learn from you first, a little bit about how you came to have this as your life's purpose. And then we will start to unpack this idea of why isn't intuition more at the forefront of our decision-making? Like, why aren't we trusting Mm. that more as a society and also as business owners? And then as creatives, I was sharing with you, I feel that so many of us already tap into that, but we don't always trust it. So I know I gave you a lot just at the top. I'd love to hear how you found intuition as part of your life's work. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am. It's a, that's a common question uh, yeah. because my background is in in science and engineering, but um, but it all comes together because I I am infinitely curious. I have always been since I was a little. I want to know why. I was the kid that always said why 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 why, and uh, and I figured that 
Um, if you, if I really understood how the world worked well, then I can live a better life in it. And so I wanted to know how it worked and how everything worked. And, uh, and subsequently, that's why I ended up studying science and engineering, aside from it being uh, uh, passions of mine, you know, how things work. Um, but one of the things that it didn't explain, which I was also interested in, was uh, this, this amazing phenomenon. I'm also very interested in the brain. I want to know how, why people think the way they do, how do they think, what makes, what motivates them. And so my science background is actually not just in a bunch of areas of science, like physics and math and biology and all that, but it's, uh, and I focused on psychobiology and psychobiology is the biological aspect of, um, of psychology. And so along with that is like, you know, what is the, what is this intuition thing? And one of the things that was somewhat disappointing was that science didn't really talk about it much, but people did. And it seemed like magic. And it's like, how do people know? How did people know not to get on that plane? Some, they were going to go and something said, don't go. And it was enough that they didn't go. Uh, and, and then the plane crashed or, or that a loved one was in trouble and there was no way they could have known, but something told them and they, they saved them in the nick of time. Um, so, you know, and I think your audience is, is probably pretty familiar with all these kinds of motivations and things and that we have within us that we call intuition. So I wanted to study and figure it out. And being an open-minded person, um, I went and did everything I could to learn all about it. So I went through science, which there is a bunch, and then there isn't that much <laughs> um, in the psychology realm. And then uh, I went into metaphysical science and because I wanted to see, well, really, what are they talking about? What, it, what is this thing? And if this thing really does exist, then I'm going to go through in a very um, open analytical mind. And I started to discover that a lot of what people termed as intuition and even what we would say the extreme of psychic abilities was really, uh, they were describing in part the way the right side of the brain works and that the right side of the brain um, has information that expresses itself in terms of feelings and, and pictures and, um, and uh, an overall understanding, all of a sudden having that, that aha. And those kinds of things are the things that the right side of the brain does. And con by contrast, the left side of the brain is all the analytical thinking and the figuring it out and the logic and so on. And so I put all these pieces together and I wanted to become more intuitive because I never thought I was very intuitive at all when I was a child. Um, and I, I started to see how it works. And I started, I put together a process and a technique to uh, work with my intuition and develop and get it better. And, and, um, and, I actually was able to 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 develop it to the point where um, where my intuition saved my life, <laughs> and and when that happened, I was uh, I realized, gosh, you know, everybody has this, and this is something that I want, and I love to learn, and I love to share, so I want to help other people develop theirs, their intuition. Hopefully, you wouldn't ha you won't have to use it to save your life, but it certainly can help enhance your life and um, help you make yeah, better decisions. Is that, a story? <laughs> is that a story that you share openly? Sure. Like yeah, yeah, I could share it with you. So um, this, 
so actually it was during a summer uh, in I think it was 2008. And um, I, I woke up one night in the middle of the night and I was, I was shaking head to toe. Uh, and I didn't know what I, now I never, you know, I, I, I don't usually do that. I don't usually shake. I was shaking so bad. I couldn't hold a glass of water and um, I didn't know what it was. And I, I didn't even think I could stand up. So I just woke up my husband and I said, you know, um, call 911 because uh, there's something very wrong. And so he did. And the, and the ambulance came and took me to the hospital um, and by the time I got there, I wasn't shaking anymore. And they did some tests, uh, blood test. They took blood and, uh, they found out I had bacteria in my blood, but otherwise I was fine. All my other vitals were okay. And so they, they, uh, said, okay, well, what you need to do is you need to go see your doctor in the morning. You're okay. Now you're not shaking, go home. So I, I went home <laughs> and, uh, I saw my doctor the next morning and, uh, he did what most doctors do. What do they do? They give you antibiotics, right? So he gave me pills. And I took those. Uh, and the next day or two, um, I would, I started to get these bouts where I would, I would uh, feel like my heart would start to race and I was out of breath and I felt like I was going to pass out and it would go away. Um, and, you know, I had a little low grade fever and all that. And I didn't know what that, I thought that was really weird. I never had that before. And it kept happening to the point where at some point um, I was uh, lying in bed and watching television and it happened again. And my heart started to race and I was having trouble breathing. And I don't know, I don't know what that was. I looked down at my hands and my hands had turned white. And I realized this is not right. There's something very wrong. And so I went, I went back to the hospital. I called 911. <laughs> and um, same thing, doctor took my blood and he said, well, you still have bacteria in your blood, but you're okay. You're not shaking anymore. And you're not, you know, your, your vitals are fine. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I don't understand what's going on. You know, I feel, yeah, I feel like I have a cold or something, but it's, I, I've never, I don't get the heart thing. What is that? My heart was racing and I was short of breath. And, and what, what was that? And he said, oh, that, that was fear. You were hyperventilating. And I said, well, no. No, I, I said I, I I said I know what fear is. I've been through some really scary things, and I that didn't happen to me. That I don't think this is fear. And he said, No, yeah, yeah, it was. Just you know, go home, keep taking your meds, you know, go keep taking your antibiotics. And um, and I, I said, Well, I, okay. And so I went home, and I knew at this point, okay, something. This is not right. And something, you know, this is your intuition. Something tells you that there's something wrong. Um, this is not normal. And so I tuned into my intuition and I asked, I said, so what, you know, what should I do? And I got that, yes, this was serious, um, but that I would be all right uh, if I got to a specialist. Um, so... I was like, okay, so this is now, this is like Friday afternoon at four o'clock. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where am I going to find a doctor, a new doctor, <laughs> right? So, um, so I'm calling around and I'm like trying to find a doctor. And 
Uh, nobody's, you know, they're not calling me back. And the next day, I, 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 it was Saturday, I tried to call again. Um, some, and somebody said, well, I'll just leave a message, you know, he'll call you back. And, and they weren't calling me back. Um, so at this point, I was, uh, I didn't know what to do. And um, it was Sunday morning. And now at this point, the, the bouts were coming more frequently. So I, you know, it got to the point where um, even if I stood up, my heart would start to race and I'd be short of breath and I couldn't stand up for longer than two minutes. And I thought, this is, this is not, this is really bad. Um, and, and, the, and the doctor, and I actually called my own doctor and he said, oh, you know, I, that's just the antibiotic, you know, I can get you another one. And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so um, I asked my intuition again, what should I do? And I was guided to read this book that I've had on my shelf for like, like 10 years. And it was a book on how to find the best pediatrician. And I thought, okay, that's a little odd, but all right. So I'll read it because I was guided to, to pull that down. So I'm opening the book and I'm reading it. I'm going through it. And, and the word pediatrician kept coming up over and over and over again. And I went, oh, wait a minute. My pediatrician is a friend. He lives down the street. Maybe he knows somebody who could help me. Um, so I go to pick up the phone to call him. And in my head, my intuition says he's away on vacation. He'll be back later. Leave a detailed message. All right. So that was a big flash of a concept, two concepts. He's away on vacation. Leave a detailed message. And the other was um, he'll be back later. Right. So I call up, ring, 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 ring. He doesn't answer. He, I get the voicemail and I leave a detailed message. Well, later that after I was around dinner time, he calls me back. I was like, "Ooh, good. And he said, I just got your message. I was away on vacation. <laughs> um, I just walked in the door. He said, I got your message. You, I know what you need. You need to see an infectious disease specialist. And I highly see, I know one and I will put you in touch with him, but I highly suggest you see him right away. Don't wait. So next day, next morning, my now it's more, it's Monday. Um, called this doctor up, said he would see me. I went in to see him, took blood again. He said, uh, yes, you still have bacteria in your blood, but we have more information. Uh, you have a heart infection and he put wow. me in the hospital. And so what it was, was I, I was, um, I, it was endocarditis. So that's, that's a heart infection that's uh, caused by bacteria. And it's uh, known, it's notoriously known for, um, for killing people because they don't realize that they have it. And, and if you don't treat it uh, and you, you end up crashing. So it just gets worse and worse and then, and then you crash and, and you go into sepsis is really what it is. And then, then it's hard to re recover from that. So, um, so that saved my life. Had I listened to the doctors and just went home and ignored it and said, just keep, you know, taking your antibiotics. Um, I don't know that I would be here today. Wow, Lisa, thank you for sharing that. Um, the, like, wow, we could have a whole conversation on being an advocate for your health as well. But the, <laughs> Follow like your intuition. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The first thought that the first question I would like to ask you when you say that mm -hmm. you are hearing from your intuition, how does that, you were describing it as a concept, how does that appear for you? And does intuition basically? 
does it appear for everyone in an individual way? Is it more of a feeling? How do you describe it? Okay, so this this is this is a great question because uh, one of the things I've discovered, um, and also it it uh, is based in science, is that intuition appears to us in a, in a set of characteristics. And that's one of the ways you can determine the difference between your thinking, logical, doubting ego mind versus your intuition. Uh, because the two sides of your, your brain think very differently. Um, and so intuition has what I call these characteristics. And, and one of them is that it's uh, shortened to the point. So you might get, um, it's not wordy. And that's because, which is really cool because, uh, and that's because, there's no language center in the right side of your brain. Your language center is actually in the left side of your brain, not oh, the right. Wow. So, so your, the right side of your brain will have a set of words, just like two or three words. It'll be like, go there, stop now. Don't do that. <laughs> um, and, and it also sp speaks in, what we call gestalt or uh, abstract concepts. And that is, um, that's kind of like, so I, I, this is the way I describe it for people. If I were to tell you, if I were to give you the word wedding, a whole lot of understanding comes along with the word wedding, right? So, you know, it's, it's usually a couple and they're going to, and what, there's a ritual involved and that there's going to be vows and that there's often a party and that people attend and, and, you know, a celebration and all kinds of things come into play with that understanding, that abstract concept of what the word wedding means. So that's the right side of your brain. The right side of your brain has this big understanding of things. So, and that's the aha. That's the, all of a sudden I just know, I know, um, you know, he's away on vacation, leave a detailed message. You know, I'm putting words to it, but that was a quick flash of an understanding. And, and that's how intuition comes to us. So, so it has few words. It's shortened to the point. Um, it can come to you as a, a flash of an understanding, right? A, a, that aha. Um, and it also is um, repetitive, right? And it was funny how I was reading that book and the word pediatrician kept coming up over and over again. It made me notice over and over again that word pediatrician, pediatrician, pediatrician. Um, so, so these are some of the characteristics of of intuition that we need to pay attention to. Uh, another big one is that our ego, our sense of I, me, is in the left side of our brain. So the, the right side of our brain is neutral. There is no ego there. So your intuition isn't going to tell you, oh, you know, go, um, go play that slot machine. You're going to be very rich and, and wealthy and you're going to be famous. It won't tell you that. Because it has no ego, it doesn't care. It's neutral. So these are these are um, these are some really great characteristics of what intuition is. And when you when you focus on recognizing those and being aware of them for the things that are going through your head, then you know, oh, that's intuition. Yeah, it's interesting that you say it's neutral because I always imagine it to be sort of calm. You know, it doesn't layer in a lot of things. It's just clear 
to the point, calm. It's not filled with panic and fear because it it has clarity. Um, Exactly. I've, I've never, thank you so much for that because I was taking notes. I've never heard of specific characteristics for how to describe it ever. So, so Lisa, <laughs> I know well that, was the, that was the crazy <laughs> thing. And that's what used to frustrate me in learning about intuition, because what they teach you are things like this. Well, uh, oh, I, I just watched a YouTube video the other day on the power of intuition. It was so, it was a lot of pretty pictures. Um, okay. So the power <laughs> of intuition, intuition is very powerful and you have to use it. And so what you need to do is go into your heart, you know, go to your heart center and I heard that all the time. It's like, what does that mean? I mean, what does yes. it mean to go into your heart? Well, I mean, my heart, my heart is, my, is an organ in my chest and it's pumping <laughs> blood around my body. I don't know how to go into my heart <laughs> and, and, <laughs> or connect. Well, I, That's love- what I, I, get, I hear that too, connect, connect to spirit. I was like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need a phone number? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Pepita. Hold on, Pepita. I want her intuition is kicking in and she's like, I must be a part of this conversation. Just one second. Come on, girl. On your bed, on your bed, on your bed. On your bed, on your bed. On your bed, on your bed. There she oh, is. so cute. <laughs> Sorry about that, Lisa. So cute. What They're is, very intuitive. So <laughs> what is so interesting to me, and I didn't know this about your story, so also thank you for sharing that. Sure. You are approaching this from the very practical, scientific side. Because when someone says to me approaching things, and I've recently become way more interested in the science and also the science of the brain. Now I want to understand more foundation as to what's, what's making me get in my own way, you know, or also I know that you like me are supporting a lot of, of people and wanting to help more people. And so then it's having, I want as full an understanding as possible to really support someone from lots of different levels in a way that maybe they can hear it. And so when someone, I talk a lot about your heart center and when someone says connect to spirit, I can totally get all that, (laughs) but I've never, like I said, thought of, well, here are these characteristics and they are very clearly defined. And so I really appreciate that you're bringing this other angle to it and that, that your very scientific mind and wanting to truly have a full understanding of knowing this is leading you down this path. It's like we, together, we get to meet in the center of this really fascinating conversation. I love it. Mm -hmm. So let me think about where I, I, because it hasn't been presented so often with a very practical approach, I find that you know, this might just be my perception. I don't want to project this into the world, but it feels that people don't value this gift mm-hmm. that we all have, right? I would it's say true. that we all That's have this true. ability. Mm-hmm. And we we talk about it, like we know it exists. We're, we maybe we're fascinated by it. Maybe like you, people are like, what are you talking about? Connect to spirit or heart? Or what if I believe this religion? How does that make sense of this? Mm-hmm. Instead, how do we, well, I'm trying to think, 
I really like, how can we bring this to the world more so that it becomes something that people automatically trust, you know, in their, Mm -hmm. in their lives? How, how do you encourage someone to begin, you know, one of the primary focuses that you teach people is how to make better decisions, right? And that can, you and I have the opportunity to talk a lot of business, you know, a lot of practical Mm -hmm. sides of things. Mm -hmm. And then I work with artists and we're, we do a lot of that just in the decision-making around our work. We have to be very, whether we know we're doing it or not, I believe we're very connected to our intuition. So Mm -hmm. how do we, how do we make this more common and this is not going to be a good metaphor but it popped in my mind of like we know if we make a to-do list you know there's things on there that we can take action and we can do we don't ever think about well what let's make an intuition list or let's let's go there first in our decision making right how would you well, advise someone begin adopting this into their life if they oh, that's choose a, that's to a great do? question well that and you know th- this is why i teach intuition uh, development um, because it's a like anything that we do actually with our minds is we develop a skill right I think even as and I'm not an artist so uh, forgive me but I think even as an artist you know or, or anything we do actually I'm a musician so so we'll uh, put put that out yes, there as well um, which is an artist <laughs> so, so but we have we have to develop our skills right so whatever it is and and the and so intuition is the same thing and we can develop it. I know people say, oh, well, you can't develop it. Well, you can develop it um, because what you can develop are techniques. You can work with techniques to develop your ability to uh, get your intuition to happen, to be able to recognize it more quickly and more easily, uh, to be able to um, get it to work with, I would say, your thinking mind. So, and so these are all things we can do. And this is, um, and I've seen this work with my students. It works really well. Uh, they become much more intuitive and much, and then they're able to use it in their lives to um, make, make decisions. And, and even in business, um, I have a student right now who's, uh, you know, she, it, it helped her make, um, it helped her make multi six figures because she said, "Oh, it, it the 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 techniques I used they worked and it brought in it, it brought in uh, you know the abundance for her." So so, but the the key thing here, getting back to your question, is really all about how do I know the difference between thinking and intuition, um, and and then how do I apply it and. I think it's not a matter of, okay, I use logic for this. I use my left brain, my thinking for this, and I use my intuition for that. We have to use them together and, and they're going to be coupled together. Uh, and, and that's how the best way to make decisions. In fact, this is the way people who will, who have been very successful, like Jeff Bezos or Oprah Winfrey or Richard Branson, who have all touted how they use their intuition to make decisions. This is how they do it. And the way they do it is they don't throw out one for the other. They use them both. They'll, they'll collect information and they collect the data and they'll also use their intuition to help guide uh, what maybe what data to look at or maybe what data to throw data to throw out or what, where to go get information or, uh, and this is what's very important about decision-making. Uh, and when I talk to, to business owners, um, 
this is one of the key things because we're always making decisions in our business and, and we start to feel like uh, it's, it's a make or break. It's like a do or die because as entrepreneurs, that's all we do. We're making decisions for ourselves. In fact, that's why we go into business for ourselves so we can make our own decisions. Um, but the, the, so the important thing here to understand about decision-making is that you're not making one decision to get to your goal. We're actually taking many decisions. We're making many decisions. And the decision that we do make puts us, we, it, now it's fine to have a goal. Uh, and you know generally what direction you want to go in. And one of the, the great things about intuition is intuition um, sees the big picture. That was one of the characteristics of the right side of the brain. It sees where, it sees how to get to your goal, but it may not tell you it, the, exactly, um, it may not tell you all the steps in between to go from here to there. What it will do is it tells you the direction to take, right? So when you make a decision, you decide, and what you're deciding on is really the first, the, the, the next step to take, the next best step to take. And that's how business works anyway. We're out there, we're experimenting, we're trying this, we're, we're seeing how it goes, and we're learning if we're going along. So you need to know, all right, now I've taken a step, how is that working out for us, um, where should I go next? And you're in, and then now you have choices and your intuition helps guide you to the next step. And so that takes a little of the pressure off, right? Yes, it does. And this is, you know, as a teacher of business, this is what I encourage so many of my members to do is mm -hmm. to allow the next step to inform the other one. So, so take me through an example so let's say I'm I'm making a decision about my business. Do you go through a particular ritual to ask a question? Is there a certain time of day, a state of mind, mm -hmm. or does it just become second nature to you now? And you know, okay, if I if I sort of pose the question a certain way, I trust that my intuition is going to come in mm -hmm. on this side, and then the data I have is going to come in on this side. How do you go about that? Well, the great thing about this is you don't have to do anything special, right? So I had a student who said, first time I have a teacher that doesn't make me drink funny green stuff and you know, <laughs> <laughs> go sit in nature. Um, <laughs> so you don't, because, you know, look at it this way. Um, you know, nature or God has created us to function with two, two parts of our brain. And we just go through our life and we use our brain, right? And we use both sides, but that's the most important thing. So, so what's, what's important is not all the external things, but um, I think two things. One is building your skill, right? So that, and then, then the other thing is remembering to, to use the skill that you built. So, so, so you're going to, to um, you're gonna build a skill, just like you're gonna build a skill in launching. Right. That's a skill. Right. You, so you have to learn, well, what is launching all about? How does it work? What are this? What are the pieces involved? And, and then you start to do it and you start to experience what it's like. The same thing with intuition. So we have a technique. Um, I call it the intuition on demand technique because it helps you make your intuition happen when you want and on what you want. Uh, so the, you know, and I'll go through the it's generally what the steps are. The first step is to get your intuition to happen. And you do it by asking it a question. 
and then you have to be open and we go you through. actually say intuition i'm asking you a question do you mm-hmm. like verbalize it in any way yes yes and that's important and it's important to imagine that you're asking not yourself so even though you're quote asking yourself because it's your intuition it's good not to ask yourself because if you ask yourself you will answer yourself your thinking mind will answer you and we don't want the thinking mind to answer so you pose the question and you know and this is where i think the uh the quote metaphysics is it comes into play or 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 even it doesn't even have to be that it could be um like prayer is the same thing right when we're when we're asking uh god right to to give us an answer it's it's the same we're asking outside of ourselves because again mm-hmm. if you if you ask yourself you're going to answer yourself we don't want that just so just put it out there and and then you have to be open for the answer and what i tell people is that it's just like when you ask somebody what is we you know they always say that well okay now you have to sit and 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 connect and so what does that mean right so it's really a state of being open and what does that mean it's the same state you're in when you go uh when you're in a restaurant and you need to go to the bathroom you ask the waiter where's the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) now it's not really where the bathroom is but it's the state you're in when you're waiting for the answer right (laughs) so you pause and you're all ears and you're listening and you're not second guessing now, right? You're not trying to go, oh, I know where he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me it's in the back on the right, right? You, you really want to know, you got to go. So, so you're just, so there's a, a, a space. And my students love this. I, I actually, so, you know, we were talking about yes, my cards, right? It. We were talking about this my cards. So, so here it is, right? Be open. Ever. Yes, right, and, and on the radio they can't hear this, but uh, where's the bathroom? <laughs> so that's the you state have you have. On your to, I have it on my car because this is what I want people to remember. So because when you take that, when you take that, in fact, one of my students, she's wonderful. She she uh, really embraced what I taught, and she and she's amazing now. Um, but she would pose the question, and then she she actually asked the next question. She asked, "So where's the bathroom?" So she could get into that that practice of, okay, just to be open and pause. And everything you see, feel, hear, or think that, co- that pops in your head is part of the mess, part of the answer. And, and it's, it, if you recognize intuition, the, I gave you the characteristics, um, it, it'll be in there because your intuition always responds. And so, is this something that you recommend that people could do with journaling or do can they just do it internally or is that you, up to them? You could do it with journaling. You can do it internally. Um, so, you know, this is, so th- this is the first way to get your intuition to respond to you. And then there, there, there are some other steps in, in, in uh, gathering more information because oftentimes intuition We'll just give you a little piece. And I, I don't understand what that means. So you have to go back and ask more questions to get it. It's almost like you're you're talking to another person in your head and you're this this intuition entity in your head. And you're like, you know, well, tell me more. I don't get that. Because remember, it's talking to you in symbols and feelings and pictures. And the more pieces you get, the more it starts to make sense to you. So for example, if I were to give you, um, I'll give you three things. I'm going to give you, uh, Two rings, two gold rings linked together. I'm going to give you red roses. And then I'm going to give you the sound of a champagne bottle popping. 
So those are three pieces now. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So we've got the two gold rings, we've got the red roses and we've got champagne uh, bottle popping. What do you think that means? Well, we are really close to Valentine's day. (laughs) There you go. Right. A celebration (laughs) of something. It could be Valentine's day. It could be an anniversary. Right. So that's how your intuition talks to you. It talks to you in pieces. Um, and, and when you get really good at the, so this is a technique. And when you get really good at using this technique and being aware of your intuition, the pieces that come, the way it talks to you, it starts to have meaning that you can use. And, and you develop the skill to the point where you can ask it a question, all these little things pop at you and you know what they mean. Wow. So it's a skill you have to develop. Yeah. How long, and there probably is no time limit on it how long before people feel like they're able to really translate that i think you know everybody's different i think it depends on the person um i think people who are probably like your audience who are more sensitive to 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 recognizing your intuition would probably take less time um because, you know, some people like me is like a, a total thinker, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, it gets, it's a little harder, but, um, but it, everybody, I, I found everybody can, and I've had students who are like, I don't get this, I, you know, I'm not getting anything or, uh, you know, they get it, they get it because it's there all the time. And, you know, you know, God has given it to us for a reason, <laughs> you know, and, and we, I think when we were young and we're, children or young children or babies, you know, we, we depend on it and we react to it more than the thinking because we train ourselves to think. And, and this is a, an answer yes. to one, I think a, an earlier question you had is like, why yeah. is it so hard? Why is it so hard for us to make a decision trust number it. one and listen and trust our intuition It's because we train ourselves out of it. And why do we do that? We do that because of school, because we're trained to get the right answer right? On the test. It's, it's either right or it's wrong. And so we get all torn up into, I got to get this right answer. I have to make the right decision. Otherwise my business is going to fall apart. Otherwise it's not, it's yeah. not going to make me any money. And, but that's not how life works. And that's not how um, we should move through life. Uh, and that's not how decision-making to, to move us ahead works either. Nobody has made that one decision that all of a sudden the whole, you know, that's the movies, right? That all of a sudden, remember, the life is not the movies, <laughs> and, you know, and they, they, everything happened. It's, it's a step-by-step along the way. And, and the other thing too, is that school is also uh, valued that, well, how did you get that answer? Tell me your logic. Tell me how you figured that out, you know, step-by-step, because we're taught to do that. And that suppresses our response of, well, I just knew. But that's what the definition of intuition is. Knowing without knowing how you know it. I just oh knew. <laughs> I, didn't even know, I didn't even know that. <laughs> knowing how you right? know. It, it, it popped. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and, and all of this, if, you, if, if people get this hung up on the the, what we might want to call the woo-woo stuff of it. Just think about it. Think of all the stuff that's in your brain. There's so much going on in our brains, right? There's information in there we're not aware of. So if you, if, if you want to get grounded in the here and now and the, and the you know, I got to just follow, you know, um, quote science, um, which I love, by the way, I love science. 
is just think about all the stuff that's in your head. You, you can't, there's just so much in there. And we all get twisted up in our minds because we're thinking about this and we're thinking about that. And we're worried and we're thinking about the future. And then what are people going to think of me? And, uh, you know, and then you can't think straight. Are there too many choices, too many shiny objects? And that's, but the thing is, intuition cuts through all that because it sees the big picture. It sees the goal. It's not worried about those things. It's not worried about the past. It's, that's the one thing about the right side of your brain. It's here and now. It's in the present. It's the thinking mind. It's the left side of the brain that worries about the past. You never did it before. Why do you think you could do it again? Or what are people going to, or suppose you fail. That's the future. Right brain intuition doesn't think of that. Now, you know, and, and I believe it's beyond the brain, which is the cool thing, right? Why, how do people get those, those amazing epiphanies and they know things and, and um, you know, I think, and, and they say also, uh, they say people who are enlightened, um, they're very intuitive. <laughs> how do they know? <laughs> so it's a great thing. To me, it's a superpower and it's a real thing. I'm so inspired, Lisa. <laughs> I'm always so inspired. It's just like, wow, you're adding a whole new level of, like I said, just a practicality. I think for me, what's happened sometimes is feeling as if I don't know how to trust it. You know, I probably overthink. I can certainly give you a number of examples where it's been right. And mm -hmm. I can give a number of examples where I thought my intuition was right. And then it felt like it wasn't. And then mm -hmm. I've gone to a place of feeling like, oh, well, maybe I, I'm not connected to my intuition. Maybe I, I wasn't right. I end up second guessing myself mm -hmm. a lot. And personally, on my journey as both an artist, which I do feel much better at connecting that way. I will trust the artwork that comes through me more than necessarily my decision-making side. I would like to stop second guessing that, mm -hmm. you know, I would really like to find a sense of, of ease around that and trust undeniable trust. So I'm wondering what you would say to someone like a, me or to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I keep pulling out my cards because <laughs> for, for your benefit, because, uh, People in the radio can't see it, but um, so it's a skill, right? So it's a skill like learning how to drive. And the, and if you are just learning how to drive, or you're not so familiar with driving, uh, or you're just learning how to drive, you don't trust yourself, right? You, 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 and those of us who've learned how to drive, we all remember what it's like. You get in the car and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to run into the curb. I'm going to hit the car on the other side. I can't go that fast. I don't know if I went, you want me to reverse in parallel park. I don't know how to, I, I don't trust well, it. Some of us learned on a stick shift and that was not. That's even worse. <laughs> I forget hills now, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to get, get the clutch engaged and I'm going to hit the car behind me. Um, so it's, it's the same thing. It, so when you now think of it the other way, as you developed your skill in driving, you learned all the different pieces to it, you know, what it feels like to accelerate, what it feels like to, to put your foot on the brake and how to manage going around a turn and to accelerate and, and to go down a highway, 
right? You learn those skills. So you, the same thing with intuition, you learn all, all of what it feels like, what it, um, all the different ways you can experience it. And you can experience it in so many different ways, you know, through feeling and, uh, and different kinds of feelings and um, whether it's physical or whether it's emotional and that there, you can see images in your head that pop up, you could hear things in your, you know, in your mind um, and all the different ways that it comes to you and, and the flavors, the intensities and, and different situations. So when you do that, you start to trust it more. And how do we trust it more? How do we trust our driving skills? We practice. You have to practice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our intuition just worked. Wait, let me read your card for, for our right. listeners. So Lisa has put together this deck. She's going to share with me for the show notes um, a, a link to pre-order because it's A, beautiful, and B, so thoughtful. Yeah, they're branding Trusting you. your intuition comes from practice. <laughs> so she held it up right yeah. as I said practice. And I oh, really, oh. <laughs> I'm hearing... I'm hearing you very clearly, mm-hmm. this concept of a skill, yeah. um, that it is a skill that we are practiced. I believe I was just talking about this on a recent episode, you know, it's the same as an artist, a musician, like anything that we want to be better at, mm-hmm. we must practice it. A lot of times we are in this society where people do claim to get very quick results and things happen super fast. Um, and I say claim because we don't really ever know the story that led someone to this particular moment that they're sharing about often. Mm-hmm. And so we assume if we're not getting the results as fast in our business or we're not creating the body of work in our artwork the way that we want to, um, if it's not looking like how we imagine we want it to look, if we're we're not moving as quick or getting the results we want, we sort of mm-hmm. throw the baby out with bathwater and we think that either it doesn't work or B, you know, yes. it's just not for us or we're, we're not going to get this. And I appreciate this reminder of everyone listening, no matter what you're working on or towards, really allow yourself to embrace the practice of it, of developing skills I, that it mm-hmm. seems to have gone by the wayside, you know, where people aren't really wanting to hone their craft. They're just like, give me the quickest solution as we were saying, I'm not like a big two minute podcast, everything in three. Well, I do. I do like that from Stu, (laughs) everything in three (laughs) points. I do like that, but we want everything so quick all the time. And it's like, no, there's, there is this beauty in between the one Mm -hmm. final metaphor I'll say on this, that my dance teacher shared is in dance. Very often we're, we recognize like the turn and the, the beautiful pose that we strike But the moments in between the dance are in between those poses are equally as important and informative and tie it all together. And it's like, we just want to skip as dancers. We just want to skip to the poses. So just a great reminder. That's great. That's a great analogy. And and that people ask all the time, how do I trust it? This is how you trust it. Uh, Because you get to be more familiar with it. You get to to know what it feels like and, and know the difference between your thinking and your intuition. Uh, because if you don't experience the difference 
and there are ways that you can practice. And so there are exercises you can do, and then you have to practice them like any skill. Um, then, then now I know what it's like. So I know when, when those words pop in my head, that it's my intuition is not my thinking mind because I know what it sounds like. I had, it's the same thing as, uh, learning how to swim. You, you know, you can read a book all you want on how to swim, but until you actually jump in the water and know what it's, it feels like and the experience it, or even driving, what is it the experience to drive? Um, then, then that's when, that's when you can really trust it and, and that, and it works. It's, it's the funnest, coolest thing. And that's why I do this because it's, it's like, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I I know. I want I'll share one more metaphor from the artist yeah. perspective mm-hmm. and then I want to hear how you how you help people develop this. I further mm-hmm. as an artist I've reached a place where I am able to in some instances it's also a trusting and a practice um a, a practice that I have to, tr- well, trust more. And that is, I can sense an image. I can feel it coming through me. Sometimes it's right as I'm either falling into sleep or waking from sleep, I'll get a complete image. Sometimes it will be triggered by something I read or a conversation I have or a film I see, and that will create the imagery. So I think for my, especially my visual artists who are listening, it sounds like some of the characteristics that you're offering are very connected to how one might receive this inspired idea. Because something that sometimes I take my logical mind to the painting and I do think through the idea, but I would say most of my best ideas, the ones that really speak to my collectors as well, it's like they can sense that it was something that came from that place. <laughs> like I, yes. I'm doing this motion that is near my heart center. <laughs> it's like sort of like yes. in the solar plexus, like it's right. somewhere in the center of my body that it feels like it, yes. com- it comes forth. Well, I think it's a combination. I think, and and I think uh, most definitely artists are going to be more connected to that. Um, so in just in talking to people about how they experience their intuition uh, and knowing that it's right, um, there is a, and I would guess from an artist standpoint, it's, there's a lot that goes on with that feeling of it's right. Right. And, and actually you might even be able to describe it. Um, the feeling uh, one, I would say lightness, um, maybe energy, uh, positivity, uh, or positive feeling there. Um, people, when they say their intuition is telling me don't do that, or this is not right. Um, you will feel that, you know, I have people say they'll even show me, they'll like rub their, they feel it down in their gut, right down, down in their belly and it feels tight or maybe in their chest and it feels tight. Um, mm. Or or when I was talking to, a, um, I've been actually interviewing people on, you know, people on the street, so to speak, and uh, professionals who, who use their intuition. And I spoke to a, um, a mathematician and he said, there's a feeling that's in your chest. It just feels like, oh, and it releases, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, so that's why it's interesting that, you know, people do kind of point to their chest uh, and, and we all may feel it slightly differently, um, but I think you can recognize it. And I think I would also guess as an artist, um, you know, if I think about music and, and how, you know, you feel like when you're kind of like in that zone, it, it all mm-hmm. just, somebody else, uh, this is common. It's the same thing. Every, it, it all fits together. All of a sudden everything, it, it just sort of, falls together into place and and that is a description of the the feeling and sensations and maybe even um maybe even maybe a cognitive state is what we would say in psychology is that your mind doesn't feel tense it doesn't feel like it's spinning it just feels all of a sudden calm and everything falls in it clicks and there was that was the other thing that the mathematicians says it just clicks into place like that puzzle piece just click. Mm, that's, that's so cool that you said that. I've been using that metaphor a lot. Mm-hmm. Puzzle, especially because we're also doing a lot of people are doing puzzles again. Well, but and I think just, you guys, yeah, it just does a, feel like that, you know, it does. It it's, and I've been saying it's like uh, stacking, and someone said, Well, what does stacking mean? And I'm like, That's a good question. Yeah, what do I mean by that? It just begins to layer in such a way that it's building something, you know, same idea, build, yes. building something complete. And I do want to highlight because I think sometimes we touched upon this, but it's not foreboding, you know, right? right? Intuition, it's not like worrisome. And even if it is a situation that would be concerning, like in your case, it is calm. I've heard that that's one way to define, like, it's not really coming from this panic place because I have noticed, and we'll just keep it very simple on a business side, the difference in the ideas that come to me from a place of fear or panic or judgment or self-doubt, which happen to all of us sometimes as entrepreneurs, I believe it's just part of our our journey. Those ideas are not even comparable to the ideas that come from a place of calm or trust or knowing, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if the idea isn't giving me all the answers, it's not that either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a profound difference. And I always try to remind myself and also my students, you know, how can you move yourself from a place of, if you're being, if you're judging yourself, or if you're afraid that this business decision isn't going to give you the income that you need, you know, how can you gently maneuver from that place into just even a slightly calmer place and see what comes through then? Mm-hmm. Well, I think is that I think you're absolutely right. And yes, and that's another characteristic of intuition is that it, it won't yell and scream at you and be fearful and, you know, that, that or judge that's you. Fear. It doesn't or, judge you. It won't right? judge you. It, did, it won't judge you. Um, yeah, it's not going to call you stupid. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it, it'll just. <laughs> so, so those are good indicators. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, it is a little hard for us to you know, to, to get out of that space, to hear our intuition. And, um, but, you know, I think that's where you have to have a little, you have to little, have a little bit of faith, you know, a little bit more, um, uh, a bigger, think, believe in something bigger than you and say, well, you know, I have to uh, let go, right. And let the universe take over. And that, that I think that helps. Um, so that that's one thing. And I think you were 
also talking about, um, you know, how do I know my intuition, you know, when I'm using it. So we, we talked about these different feelings and that things that I think artists can relate to. Um, and one of the ways you can practice is to, as you are doing little decisions, because intuition is good for big and small things. You can't waste it. Um, and it might even be, you know, tuning into being aware of your intuition as you, and, and again, I'm going to go out of my, my realm because I'm not an artist, but, um, you know, as you're picking a color or you're maybe picking a brush, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's, um, and, and I have to be aware of that myself to remind myself, well, I'm always making this. I tell everybody, you're always making a decision. What am I going to have for breakfast? What should I have for lunch? Right. <clears throat> and uh, should I do this now or should I wait? You know, should, you know, should I get up out of bed now <laughs> or should I wait? So, you know, or can I just lie? Or should I lie here longer? You know, and see what you feel. And, and so it's, it's tuning into that and being aware. It's really aware of those things that come in up, that arise within you. You might be so used to it because you've been doing it for years, but turning your attention to it and then seeing how that translates into other things you're doing, other decisions you're making. And if you practice on little things, like um, I always say, well, one of the things you could do is you're, if you're in a, a restaurant you haven't been in and you don't, you know, know what dish to pick, you know, ask your intuition, which one should I pick? See what you're drawn to. Right. Or the same thing when you're at a, a I don't know, a, a lunch bar and, you know, you're looking at the fridge and which, which should I, what does your hand go to every time, you know, you're uh, somebody's offering you a, a, a basket of bread, use your intuition to pick. So you're constantly practicing tuning in to what you feel, see, hear and think inside of you. And then when you want to use it, it's easier. Um to 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 recognize and and then there there's a whole bunch of other ways that we we go into um, making it much more tangible and practical. <laughs> so. Yeah. So tell us um, as we slowly as we slowly wrap up. I could talk mm -hmm. to you about this all day. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> how, how do you? Well, first of all, like I said, this is just the coolest thing that your business is about this passion. So just a quick reminder mm -hmm. to everyone that truly what you're passionate about, I believe there is a place for you if you have the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, to develop mm -hmm. a work, a work you love around it. How do you work with your students? You, I know you have courses, but you also have a membership where you work with yes. them every yes. month. You also have a podcast. So we want yes. to find you at lmk88.com as where we can find you. And I'll also add a link to forward slash intuition where Lisa has a guide, an ebook basically about making better decisions and um, how to yeah. access your intuition dramatically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you yeah. work with people within your business? What are all the ways that someone can Well, I have um, two main things. The first thing is a, a course. It's an online course um, where I work, people, work with people for, um, it's about uh, six to eight weeks and it, it teaches you everything you need to know. It's about um, getting using your intuition and all the characteristics and tools and the techniques and it's called Trust Yourself. And uh, we open that up um, twice a year and we run that twice a year. And then the other thing is called the intuition development circle. 
And Circle, I call it Circle, is a membership where we practice and we develop that skill. So once you learn the tools and the techniques, it's um, you work with me on an ongoing basis and we do good intuition exercises because they're good ones and bad ones. And you practice uh, doing those with me and, um, the, and of course with the circle members. And it, it, and it's also a model that's kind of a learn as you go as well, because, you know, you can learn a lot in the, class and the course and a lot of times people forget so we help refresh people's me memories and and it's it's a little bit like a martial arts model where you go in and they teach you a little and then you go and you practice it and you do the form you learn the form you then you practice the form and and then you practice different ways of using that form and same thing with intuition uh you you learn um you know we'll take a tool or a technique and then we'll practice it and we'll work it with it and then people work with me so I can help get you through your blocks and your obstacles and maybe the things that are hanging you up or making you confused and and showing you where your intuition really was working and hey that was intuition you just get you stopped short and so on so it it works out really nicely so those are the the two things that we do mainly to help people develop their intuition and it works <laughs> 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 yeah, I bet that you've seen some incredible stories having the opportunity. Yeah, it's fun. I, I love to get blown away <laughs> <laughs> by my students. It's like, oh, that's so awesome. You did it. <laughs> it's because it's magic. It's like, uh, you know, pulling out this, you know, it's it's like the, the stories I was saying in the beginning about, you know, how does the, that, that person the love know their loved ones in trouble it's like well if you can actually know on demand right pull your intuition and, and turn it on on demand to get information about you know whoever or whatever or your business or your love life or you know and and you know it's it's got real stuff there that you can use and it's it works so it's fun <laughs> I'm uh, really looking forward to learning more and practicing more and developing mm -hmm. this skill. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. I thank you so much for what you've shared. Mm -hmm. And obviously our listeners can learn more about you and the work that you do. But let's say, let's say this is a concept that's really being introduced to someone um, in a new way, even like me for the first time. Where do you recommend someone take this information, kind of sit with it a little bit. And like you said, begin, if they're curious, begin trying small decisions, you know, in their immediate environment or what would be I think a you next could do two step things is, um, yeah. is, you know, I, I gave you, you know, a little view into it and, and, in and making your little decisions. I would don't start on life decisions. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Cause it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know how to drive yet, but, you know, let me get in that race car. Um, <laughs> so, so you start with little things and, um, and actually the, the, the freebie will give you that ebook gives you, uh, I think there are three exercises you can try in there okay. um, that you can do on your own. And you could also, um, Listen to my podcast called Between Heaven and Earth. Yeah, tell us the name of it. It's Between Heaven and Earth. And um, it's actually, if you go to betweenheavenandearthradio.com. 
So, and what I do in there, the episodes are all little things that you can do to practice and to, uh, you know, ideas on how you can start recognizing your intuition and using it in, you know, day to day. And so they're just, you know, they're little snippets of what I, what I teach people and, but it get, it'll get you going. So it'll get you started. Yeah. And, yeah, and that was, I have access. Yeah, that, go ahead. That, and the name was given to me intuitively. It was um, Between Heaven and Earth <laughs> Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and we will get to uh, pre-order your beautiful decks that your graphic designer did the gorgeous Yeah, those are brandy new. For, they're, they're and brandy. those will be nice reminders that, as well. I do believe that as part of a practice, you know, a little having little daily reminders to help you stay focused because it can be easy to fall into the old ways of doing things when we're trying to adopt a new skill and just having those little, little gentle reminders or podcasts or books or conversations or communities that you're a part of to really help you grow in new directions. Well, thank you again, Lisa, for sharing your story and so much insight there are fantastic takeaways that someone can i think someone who's been skeptical they, i have a, a high high call for this episode i think they could walk away and really consider embracing it because you've brought mm-hmm. such a practical approach to this it feels like an opportunity to really I'm so glad that this message is getting out more and a a slightly different approach that you're bringing to this world with your unique background and perspective. It's really wonderful. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. It was a great conversation. I had so much fun. Thank you. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.